0: Hey, you're here! What's up? It's another new episode of How I got, I got Tinnitus! Yeah, yeah! Hey, how you doing? How was last week for you? How, how's this week treating ya? Did you listen to the last episode? It it, it doesn't matter, you know why? Because here we are, in the present moment. We're in this moment, right now, isn't that cool? Take a moment to appreciate it if you can. Oh, there it went, cause it was the present. Easier said than done, I guess. Hey, speaking of easier said than done, you know what's not easy? Making a movie. And that's why I'm super stoked to be sharing today's conversation with Johannes Grinswetner and Tina 303. We had a whole conversation about pronunciation, but Johannes is the director behind the film, and Tina 303 helped produce the soundscape uh, behind this film. I, I don't know. I don't want to spoil it too much. We go way into it in today's conversation. Maybe... You've been clued in on the fact that Masking Threshold is a horror movie that was released in 2021. It's it's pretty spooky. And uh, I I saw it last, well, I only saw it about a month and a half ago. But I first learned of it maybe six months ago. And I gotta be honest, I was just too scared to put it on for, for reasons, y'all. But when I put that movie on, I said, what the flip is going on? I got to talk to the people who helped make this movie. And sure enough, here here we are. Here we are. We're doing it. We're doing the thing. We're having a conversation with Johannes and Tina 303 about the making of Masking Threshold. This is the first time I've ever talked to any filmmaker in, in any capacity, much less focused on my favorite subject, and uh, and and that it's a horror movie. I, I hope you all understand that most of my life, I have enjoyed children's movies and and like really basic comedies. I mean, like edgy for me, was like Jurassic Park. I don't know. That's about as thrilling as I got. But in recent years, my best buds have been working hard to get me into horror movies. And I was able to bring one to the table with masking threshold. I said, you know what? It's about time JD gets to pick a movie. This was the one I picked. Uh, I had a very strong reaction to the film. I I think I think you should go out and, and watch this movie. But uh, like I said, I don't want to go too into it, be- it here in the intro because we are going to go deep down the rabbit hole with Johannes and Tina. So you know what? Normally right here I do a cute little disclaimer about how this show is not a substitute for real medical advice, which it isn't. Duh. Um, But you know, I don't think we need that today because we're just talking about a movie and I think that comes through pretty clear. So you know what? Now that I think about it in this episode we are talking about a horror movie so we cover some horror movie type subject matter nothing too bad and at one point there is a mention of a purely hypothetical totally it doesn't happen uh some self-harm okay but it, it doesn't happen everyone made it out okay so okay here we go Hey guys, um, just real quick, I want to make sure I, like, I don't want to just avoid using your names because I'm scared to pronounce them. So, it's, <laughs> is Johannes, is that how I say your name? Johannes, yes. Okay, and how can I pronounce your last name?
1: <laughs> just fine. <gasps> What's that? Long. Yeah, say long and complicated. Grensperthner. <laughs> Grant it's actually not a TH. Uh, okay. It's, it's written with a TH, but it's not a th. It's a uh, Grensperthner. So, in in Austrian slang, it's Grenzfurtner. Grenzfurtner. (laughs) So, Grenzfurtner. He actually
2: didn't say that bad. It was actually okay.
1: Grenzfurtner. Yes, yeah. That's pretty (laughs) pretty good. I mean, it's a (laughs) fucked up name. Even for Austrian standards, it's a long and strange name. So, so the literal translation is so, so Grenze means a border or a frontier. So the border of like a, a like a strip of land or something like that, and the Furte is like a shallow creek or or ford, like like your wonderful president Gerald Ford, something like that. <laughs> ford, yeah. So so in English my name would actually be Johnny, which is Johannes, is John, Johnny, Johnny border Forder that would be my name. That name. <laughs> Johnny border funder. So Johnny Johnny Ford at the Ford at the border or something like that. So that. <laughs> That's me. It's a very classic Upper Austrian, uh, kind of like farmer's name or like the name of a of a piece of land or the name of a farm or something like that. And but I mean I'm not from Upper Austria. Uh, I'm I'm I was born in Lower Austria. And, uh, but but my 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 family seems to be from the fucking mountains somewhere. So whatever. <laughs>
0: uh-huh. and, and, and Tina, I've just been calling you Tina three o three. Is that yeah?
2: Yeah,
1: that's yeah. my DJ name, my my hardest name. Yeah. Yeah. So but to be to be very precise, you should actually say Tina 303. <laughs> <laughs> 303. How long have you been using that
0: DJ name, Tina?
2: Are you sure you
0: wanna know? I I mean I
1: don't I that years. that's his job. He's doing a podcast.
2: Oh, this is sorry. his job.
1: It's, it's, it's more a passion,
2: is, which actually hurts. Now that I'm saying it out loud, <laughs> 30 and a half years.
0: Well, there you go. There you go. That I, I mean, I just went to a DJ night last night with tons of hearing protection, and uh, <laughs> and I was like, "Holy shit, tinnitus!" Um, it was loud. It was loud. Well,
2: you won't know. you won't feel the tinnitus there, but when you step outside, then it's. I
0: don't. Well, the thing is, I. I've softened my stance. I'm not as paranoid as I used to be about tinnitus, which is something that, which is a big part of why I want to talk to you about this movie. But uh, uh, what was crazy, I had my earplugs in and the bass was so loud. Every time that bass would hit me in a certain way, it was like I could hear it vibrating against my tinnitus. I don't know how to explain it, but it would be like (laughs) inside my head. So
1: interesting because I always thought. That that tinnitus is especially something about the higher frequencies, not the bass. But it seems the bass is like triggering it, or, or yeah, or... yeah. I don't. I, I mean... think it
2: spans over the entire range, right? I think the higher frequencies actually uh, hurt your ear, like really hurt it, and the the bass also. Well, as soon as it's there, when you already have it, then the bass can trigger certain tinnitus variations
0: yeah the, I, the the high pitch tends to do more damage but i think it, because the the base has a bit more of a physical it's moving a lot i don't know i don't know i got out of there <laughs> now that
2: sense, you know i mean you can feel it right
0: yeah you can uh, you can feel this it was it was base or no base and when the base came <laughs> it was
2: like <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, I have very nice tinnitus today too because I've been DJing last night for about three hours in a horrible PA, like oh. horrible, horrible. And yeah, but
0: that's how they get you. That's how they yep. get you. <laughs> yep. Um. Uh. Well, fortunately, mine isn't bothering me as much these days, and especially <laughs> after seeing uh, masking threshold, I. I started to think I really need to be careful about when I want to get all doom and gloom about my tinnitus. Uh, yeah. if I want to end up like this guy. It
2: yeah,
1: leaves especially, a- especially if you if you start uh, locking yourself up in a room and starting <laughs> strange experiments, then okay, so it's getting so dangerous.
0: I I don't want to get ahead of myself, but. Uh, yeah, you know, I I watched an interview that you did Johannes about the movie and uh you asked the interview the the interviewer at what point did you did the line cross for your relationship with the with the guy in the movie? When did you start to think I don't like him as much anymore? Oh yeah. Well, for for me it was when I realized how much I had in common with that guy and I was like, <laughs> "Oh my god." And uh <laughs> And my friends were all watching, enjoying the movie, and I was like curled up in a ball. <laughs> yeah, and but, like, but that's oh. the
1: point. I mean, that's why I created the character. Because honestly, really, I mean, I wanted to create the douchebag. I wanted to create kind of like a homicidal asshole to a certain degree. Yeah? Yeah. But, but the question was, like, how long... Is he like me? So like how long, what is, wh- when is the threshold, so to speak? When When is the threshold of like that this guy shares a set of values with me or a set of, you know, like, uh, let, 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 let's call it uh, perspectives on the world. But at some point, it's just like he's he's gone. He's just like so far away from me. And when is that point? And so it's, uh, it's almost like creating a character that's like me but tuned up to like a 1000% uh-huh. so so where,
2: where
1: where would i go what would i do if i would have something like this if something would drive me crazy what what would i do and and that was part part of the game was creating that that character and i mean i have to say most of the stuff he says in the film so most of the his you know like philosophical ramblings about like evolution and about religion and all that kind of stuff i mean i would say that that could be like out of my mouth like a hundred percent like if i go and have a beer with you in some bar i would probably say similar things but of course I'm not taking that mind frame or that philosophy or that atheist position <laughs> on the world and 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 squeak it and 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 distort it to such an extent that you end up, you know, like killing a lot of living <laughs> uh, living animals and people and stuff like that. You know, <laughs> for
2: science, after all, for science.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um... you know, I, I mean, yeah, science. It's it's at some point it's not. That's the point. At some point. He's not doing science anymore. So, like in the beginning, there is this, this scene when he's complaining about the alchemists that the alchemists never shared their knowledge. And that because they never shared their knowledge, they couldn't improve on the knowledge, they couldn't improve on on the data and 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 and, and compare the data to, to create a forward movement in, in scientific progress. They were just like sitting in their basements and doing weird shit. And in the end, he's doing the same thing. He is—he becomes an alchemist. He turns from from an avid, uh, like uh, science, uh, person, like 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 a guy who's like completely invested in the ontology of, of of scientific progress, to like the weirdest, crazy alchemist you can imagine, who is filtering, like. Birds he killed and burned through coffee filters and stuff like that. You know, like he's just yeah. like he's doing a 180 in the end. Yes. Well, it's
2: a mad scientist.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Well, I could. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: And it, what strikes me the uh, overall about the film is I've heard you talk in some interviews, and uh, uh, it's obvious as you explain it here that there is a certain relatability you feel with the main character, but it really does seem to very accurately depict how a lot of people living with tinnitus, spending their time on the internet, digging down these rabbit holes. Like it It seems to very accurate, accurately portray what that experience yeah, is like yeah. and it's... with, go ahead.
1: Uh, absolutely, absolutely. Sorry, I didn't want to inter- interrupt you. Um, it's yeah, it's it, exactly. So the thing is that I think you can pretty much like exchange tinnitus with any kind of disease that you have that nobody can help you anymore. So my my girlfriend, uh, she had some kind of like weird uh autoimmune disease for a couple of years that was really bothering her. And she was going to doctors and talked to them. And at some point they all said, like, well, you're just making that up, you know, like there's no way of proving or disproving this. Oh I mean, you're just like, you, you you better deal with it. And you deal with it meant go to a therapist or something like that. It's not going to go. Either it's not going to go away or we can't help you. So so they, they pretty much like left her alone with that. And also many friends of her left her alone with it. Oh, that's at so some horrible. Point, yeah, it's horrible at some point. Uh, I, I actually put that into the script because uh, my protagonist is queer. He's a gay guy, and and uh, like, and it seems that he had like one, uh, one, one relationship in his life, like a longer relationship, and and the guy pretty much like fled his 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 disease. So because because uh, his partner couldn't deal with how he was dealing. That happens yeah.
2: very often, though.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Absolutely. 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 And uh so so I I think it's it's true for a lot of stuff, but of course it's especially true for tinnitus, because tinnitus is something that is really and that's why I picked it. It's in your head. Mm-hmm. Nobody can listen to what's going on in your in your brain, you know. Right. Uh there, there are of the course overwhelming. certain ways of measuring. Exactly, exactly. Uh, yeah. So, so there's so there, other diseases have forms of a certain way of measuring them or, or grouping them or doing something. With tinnitus, of course, you can do hearing tests and this and that. But at the end, it's something that's in your head and it's probably never going to go away. <laughs> so, uh, yeah.
0: And And something that the film really manages to convey that, I mean, you have the whole story of the protagonist isolating himself doing his experiments. But then this is why I really wanted Tina to be in on the conversation is from my experience watching the film, the first time those sounds start to come in and you get an experience of what he might be thinking. uh, I don't know. It just as, as someone who's really into tinnitus and understanding his own tinnitus, I was like, there it is. There's the sound. So uh, it, like you said, it's really hard to convey that to someone who isn't living that experience. Yeah. and here you created this film that captures the the desperation, the isolation, and the aggravation of these of these strange sounds, and it's all encapsulated so well.
2: Yeah, the more he freaks out, the, the 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 more imminent the sounds get louder yeah. and more because. Yeah, if you if you are like nervous or excited it gets louder that's normal mm-hmm. you have more range mm-hmm.
1: so yeah yeah yeah, I, yeah. yeah. yeah Tina, Tina did a, an enormously great job I mean the thing is that so my personal background with tinnitus is I don't have a tinnitus I, oh, my, knock on wood <laughs> uh, yeah. like that I don't get hit by a bus or my brain stem gets leave it or something like that or or i walk into the wrong bar at the wrong time (laughs) and the and the speaker (laughs) yeah it gives me tinnitus but but i mean i had a tinnitus when i was in my mid-20s for like probably roughly 10 minutes or something like that the strange thing is when i started writing it Uh, masking threshold and talking to a couple of my friends that, that know me for a long time. Uh, And one of my friends said like, Oh, that's interesting. You're, you're, you're going back to your tinnitus. You're Uh you're using your tinnitus experience for the film. And I I looked at him and said like, my, what, my, what? And I completely (laughs) forgot about it. I blocked it out. I think I, I cleared it from my memory that I had it for 10 minutes because in those 10 minutes, I had this feeling of like shit. If this is not gonna go away, I'm gonna kill myself. I I, like this is scariest thought, right? It's it's scary. It's It's fucking scary. It It happened. And the strange thing is, like, it happened out of nowhere. I didn't like. I didn't. I didn't go to a loud like club or something like that. Just like out of just, I was sitting on my couch. I remember it. I was sitting on my couch, and suddenly this like (laughs) this strange sound started. And it was there for 10 minutes and then it went away completely mm-hmm. and those 10 minutes they for me they felt like a whole day or something like that <laughs> because it was so i could not turn it i i, I had to focus on it of course the focusing yeah. on it made it even worse uh it's and, so super uh, yeah.
2: overwhelming like yeah it, super it overwhelming exactly
1: exactly and and so so i completely tried to erase that memory from from my brain and it somewhat uh, like worked and probably somewhat didn't work because yeah. it keep it kept interesting me it kept me like starting to write a film script about tinnitus and then someone reminds me but you had it for 10 minutes and i'm like oh shit wow and like, oh fuck That's yes weird. you're fucking right Oh my god. And it wasn't even drugs that I forgot it. It was just like you yeah. know, I, I wanted to forget it. Yeah. <laughs> and and yeah. And at that point, by the way, I I wanted to work with someone uh, that I a trust in their musical abilities and in their abilities of like creating great soundscapes and uh, i know of tina 303 for for many many years we ran in the same circles interestingly yeah. for many so many weird. years but we never really met i know of her she knew of my work so but i mean vienna is not that big but we even have not meet each other for such a long time and then for for um for this project i said like hey uh, so we, we came into contact. We, we had a couple of exchanges. And then I thought, like, maybe I should ask Tina about the soundscape. And then I asked her. And then she told me, well, that's fucking perfect because I have tinnitus. <laughs> <laughs> and now she has to tell you.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah. yeah. And I just did my first soundtrack for, like, that experimental movie, uh, the 16 millimeters. That was my first soundtrack ever where I used only, like, uh, various heartbeats for the entire movie and uh and i, I think you re- maybe you remember Johannes when we were sitting at the museumsquartier and i told you about how extremely fulfilling and and wow the work for this for this little movie was 9 minutes or something and it was like so perfect like the the guy who made the movie was so happy and i was happy and yeah, and, and and it was a really good feeling and I told Johannes about it and I think that
1: may have sparked the idea as well, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because I knew there is like, there's kind of like a third person in the team that, that, that is not here with us today. It's Lenia Lenia Gartmann. Yeah. She was yes. uh, the Foley artist <laughs> and uh, the sound designer and sound mixer, which is also like a very important part, of course, of the film because because it is not a real soundtrack in the classic soundtrack way. It's more like a soundscape. And uh, what's really, really important about the film is like to also get a, a, like a certain quality of all the... When he touches things or when mm-hmm. he takes a glass and puts it there. So the thing is that in the actual studio we did not record any audios. So mm-hmm. there was no audio recording. So I gave all the material so the, the pretty much like finished edited film to Lania, and told Lania, here is the film. And then she recreated pretty much like all the stuff you hear. Whenever he does something, when he's like Touching himself or whatever he's doing, she all created that as fully. So it's so, so everything is artificial, so to speak, in this film. Yeah, but it's so it it, intense
2: that makes it's it so, so intense. intense.
1: Exactly, and that was yeah. also a perfect way of dealing with this like Tinnitus soundscape because we had this like oral, you know, like sound design that Lenya did, yeah. and then on top of that we had Tina's wonderful design, and we could kind of like fade it in and mix it she and, and, and it's change so it and yeah so and it's maybe layered perfect. it's so super yeah it's super layered it super great. layered thing yeah
0: yeah, yeah. So, tina when um what was the process like for you making the the soundscape did you watch the film in its entirety did no you... i
2: read i read the script like the first time johannes gave me the first version of the script i knew exactly what i want to do I read the script and I'm like, okay, I use a MS-20 because that sounds exactly what's in my head. Uh-huh. Perfect synthesizer for emulating a tinnitus, actually. Uh-huh. And I knew it from the, from the first few pages I read. I knew exactly what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. I, that, I, I wish I could have captured my face when the tinnitus sound came in in the movie because it, it has a very, like we were talking about at the beginning with me mm-hmm. hearing the bass frequencies at the club, it's, it, it's this physical experience. I'm sure a non-tinnitus-having person could listen to that sound and get an idea. But for me, having the tinnitus, and then when Tina's soundscape starts to come in, it just added... This extra dimension to the experience of the film for me, where I I felt like I was really being pulled in. I mean, we already discussed the Foley sound, which is really neat, and I really appreciated that um, how that played in the texture and feel of the film. But when when those
2: started hot. to come
0: in, yeah. it would I. <laughs> It was weird. It was like, uh, you know, I I grew up in Texas and I have uh, like cowboys, right? So it was like this cowboy lasso had like grabbed me and was like (laughs) pulling me in even more to the movie. And um, that added a whole extra dimension. What's that, Tina?
2: That was one of the three most beautiful things anybody ever said to me, (laughs)
1: by the way, still.
2: (laughs) Tina, you capture
1: up. you capture the Texan with a lasso. So what, <laughs> what, what else <laughs> is there? What else is there to do in life? <laughs> yeah, it, <laughs> it was... no, but I mean, I have to. Uh, it's it, it's interesting because I I I I I've, so it is it's so hard to get feedback for a film. Most of the time, of course, you get at film festivals, you get Q and A's or something like that, and people ask questions. But most of the time, it's kind of like, it's this like anonymous thing. So you you create a film. In my case, I was so lucky that Drafthouse Films bought it and they released it. They had like two weeks of theatrical release in the US. And, and now it's on all the streaming services. And, and then you get the numbers and you see like such and such, so many thousand people watch the film, but you don't really get a feedback because it's just like people saw the film and you see the numbers but you don't know anything about those people. And and the only way to get a glimpse into the brain of people who watch the film is like most of the time you read reviews online, you know, like an IMDb, but on IMDb the reviews are not that good anymore because it kind of died there. But now there's Letterboxd and Letterboxd is a super good service concerning like user feedback and, and user critique. And... I mean, I'm reading every single online <laughs> review of the film just to 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 understand what people are doing with that film, yeah. And I was so happy, and and it happens all the time when I read the first time that someone wrote, I have tinnitus myself.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: this is just like uncanny what they are doing here. I feel i I feel trapped. <laughs> 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 and 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 this this gives me like like not a pleasure, but it gives me like oh my god! It it I, I'm so happy that that the community of people out there who have tinnitus appreciate what I try to do because even even from all the stuff that that is being said about tinnitus in the film and all the books I show, I mean, I probably like all the books that you see in the film all this like medical textbooks and all that stuff i bought all of that stuff i read it all as far as i could of course understand it because i'm just like i'm i'm a layman you know like a medical layman but i i tried to read all of it and i tried to understand i did a lot of, um, uh, kind of like zoom talks with people with tinnitus of course i talked to tina and other and other people suffering from it and uh I'm I, i'm happy that that all the research and all the you know like all all the all the rabbit hole diving on my end uh, kind of like uh uh helped in creating that experience
0: it it cre- i i can't stress enough it really mirrors at least my own experience just the way that he talks about the studies with contempt and and frustration I, he I, I actually went through and watched the movie and took all these notes and, oh my God um, <laughs> and uh oh, wow I, like I wrote down all the studies I looked up a lot of the studies that you mentioned and that's that's kind of how I get with some of the studies I, I I use their last names like they're my best friends or something though I've never met some of these scientists and yeah. and uh it it's yeah, just,
1: some of the scientists in my in my for example, the whole thing when he completely freaks out when the doctor tells him he should take tranquilizers, and he completely freaks out and he's like, "No, but uh, like, uh, uh, it's such a long time that I wrote it, but but there's like, no, no, no. <laughs> he, he's he's like hate-citing the scientists. No, but there's and this in the Journal of Learning <laughs> they say like it doesn't it doesn't have a robust evidence base of blah blah blah." Yeah,
0: I, I read <laughs> that study in particular. Yeah. <laughs> um and i went so far down that i i remember there was one you reference a a a vice article that found him and i saw the name of the the journalist who wrote the vice article and i was like (laughs) who's that name and i and sure enough, I said it's like a, a filmmaker from Berlin. Yes, exactly. That's I, I put a
1: lot. Of, I mean, I'm so glad that someone saw that because she's a friend <laughs> of mine. She's a filmmaker. Yeah. She is the daughter, she's a really great filmmaker. She is the daughter of the original producer of Jumanji. Oh What? <laughs> uh, and and I met her at a festival a couple of years ago in Germany. And um, she was doing work there, and we talked and and when I started writing the film, I thought like, "Hey, uh, I could actually put a lot of nods or, or you know, like uh, like side quotes or like uh, inside jokes into the film." And for example, her name—I'm not saying it. If someone wants to find out who it is, they have to watch the film their, themselves. But but her name is in there. Good friend of mine, Michael J. Epstein. He is a um, a, a filmmaker. But also an audiologist. So he, he researched oh. a lot of audio stuff, but at the same time, he's a, one of my best friends and he's also a filmmaker. So he's also quoted uh, in mm-hmm. there. Uh, and yeah, yeah, there's uh, like a ton there. There, 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 there are a ton of, of, of jokes of my kind of like. Of my peers, of my, my my friends that I put in there, but there are also many, many of the names of the of the scientists are actually real names. they are yeah. real books and real names. Yes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I've I've read, like I said, I I I kept having to pause the film because I would look up the paper and go <laughs> read it, and then I would resume the film.
1: Yeah. I'm 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 very <laughs> sad. I could actually have sent you most of the books if I would have known it, but I mean, in the meantime, I got rid of them because the main problem. Oh, was- really? Yeah, the main problem was in the in, in the final scenes, all those books they got drenched in pig blood, you know, <laughs> they, and and they were like they looked really nasty, and some of the books actually because they were so wet and they were so soaked with with, uh, with 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 like fake blood and pig blood at some point, that oh. some of them started moldy, be getting moldy <laughs> and stuff like that. So I thought like I have to get rid of that, so I threw it all. I out. can't
2: imagine the smell.
0: Oh, yeah, oh, horrible,
1: oh. horrible. Oh, yeah, those would have been a great blood. souvenir, blood. <laughs> a great souvenir, like a pig blood stain. Yes. Uh, I uh, mean, you've uh, got a
0: masking threshold super fan, I, like, I would have bought those on eBay.
1: Uh, <laughs> but, but honestly, let me tell you, I will look at home if I can find any remains of, of, of the masking threshold shoot. <laughs> And if I find something, give me your address later on, and I'll send you something.
0: <laughs> okay. I'd appreciate it um, <laughs> yeah, it was just I it, One, I gotta say we 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 launched right into this whole chat, but uh i I can't tell you like when I saw that film, my friends were watching the movie. I think I said this a little to Tina when we first started chatting, but like, my jaw just dropped I couldn't believe it I was like oh my god this is this is it this is like the the movie so I I haven't told you too much about my story but I've made loud music for years I have tinnitus probably only two years has it been loud enough for me to be annoyed by it um I did the whole thing I started looking it all up uh doctors weren't telling me anything that was helpful i started sounding just like this guy in the movie (laughs) um i used to be a chef i had a restaurant and i did all sorts of stuff and um i stopped being a chef and i went back to school to study tinnitus and uh i'm going down this path I'm, i'm looking into psychology and neuroscience i'm also studying uh I'm interested in studying audiology and communication disorders, but I'm I'm turning into this guy, except, you know, in a positive way. But when I'm watching the movie for the first time, just blown away, not only are they getting the character right, they're getting the determination right, but then the sound element comes in and I say to my friends, I have to contact these people. (laughs) I have to talk to the people who made this movie. (laughs) <laughs> and they kind of laughed at me like, I mean, they know how crazy I can get. They, I, I'm sure they sort of thought I would be willing to do it, but I don't think that they believed that I was going to do it. And um, sure enough, the next morning, I couldn't stop thinking about the film. <laughs> I'll be honest, uh, the first watch got a little difficult as things escalate. I was like, oh, my gosh, this is too much. Like, this is too much. It and It is,
2: hardcore. Yeah, it's it's hard. It's a brain fuck. Sorry for the word.
1: Oh yeah, it, it is. It yeah. is. Uh, a, a friend of mine told me this film is not a crowd pleaser. It's a crowd fucker. Yeah, I,
0: yeah, yeah. But I mean, oh, no,
1: not no, not crowd fucker. Crowd pisser. Crowd <laughs> oh, pisser. Yeah.
0: I mean, both seem appropriate. Yeah, yeah.
1: But the
0: way that that is accurate to the story of Tinnitus, I think, I I think that's an important thing. Like. I think a different director might have felt the need to smooth it over or I I don't, I wouldn't say necessarily give it a, a, so to speak, a happy ending, but like (laughs) to make it less painful for the viewer. But the, the struggle of tinnitus related distress, the the whole experience of being driven mad by the frustration of having tinnitus and feeling like no one's going to help you doesn't, I mean the the movie captures that really yeah. really well. All,
2: all the macro lens stuff, like when you really like fucked up, to... it's like you only see that thing like really really big. So I think that macro lens stuff completely
1: depicts the whole the whole yeah, yeah. process.
2: I mean right. yeah, that's like, what I
1: try to do. That the guy the guy is like uh, uh, the guy is is. He's only focusing on that specific thing anymore, and there's, of course, that that, that, that's great with the macro lens because he's only he's not interested in the world anymore. He's only interested what's going on in his life on his desk. So he's almost like falling in the infinity of his of his little laboratory and his his desk. Yeah, yeah. And I've heard you say in interviews
0: that you were already interested in the macro photography and stuff like that. But it seems, oh, I I get so overwhelmed thinking about this. <laughs> That's why I appreciated the movie so much, because it was obvious, it was a blending of these things that the people involved in the making of the film were already very passionate about, but they all came together like so yeah. strongly. Like it, it really, to me, it is kind of like... I don't know, I, I don't want to speak in too grand of terms, but it, it really very perfectly in, in captures like so many complexities surrounding the whole tinnitus experience. And that's why I, I think it it's the, the best depiction of tinnitus frustration that I've seen
1: mm. so oh, far. Thank you yeah. so much. And for me, for example, it was also extremely important that the film ends in silence, that the film doesn't have something like closing music or something like that. Yeah. I, mean, oh. I mean, without without giving away too much. But it's strange, like with, with a concept like that, the discussions we had about like, does the sound yes. end here? Does the sound end when he drops on the floor? Yeah. There's so many things to consider and so many like choices you can make. And yeah, they all have like meaning and yeah. Mm-hmm. All the discussions about death we had yeah absolutely yeah. Yeah. I, mean, honestly, I really be- i i have to tell you uh at the same time the best and worst thing that happened during uh the the making of the film uh is when when tina was setting up her equipment so she set up her ms-20 we went to this like um a friend of hers where we kind of like it was a sound studio so she set up uh, the ms20 uh, put all the cables in and did all the setup and the idea was to for tina to watch the film and while watching the film almost like in a live session Doing yeah, MS Twenty and playing kind of like almost like you know like in a in a silent movie you know where you have an orchestra playing yeah. to the to the film so Tina did that so she 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 we left her alone in the studio and she was like kind of like freaking out there and this and that and you you could see her from outside uh making the soundtrack and then we realized the the, the audio technician didn't hit record she did it completely yeah I wanted for to die. <laughs> <laughs> she, and and we only realized that when she already had like two shots of vodka or something like that, because we were already like in chill out phase, because we thought like, <laughs> well, that was so great, perfect. And we I was have, so
2: satisfied yeah. with
1: myself. And she was satisfied and everything. And then we realized, shit, we didn't record it. And then she had to do it again, and she was so frustrated, and she was already a little bit tipsy because of the of the vodka and everything. She went back into the studio, frustrated, a little tipsy, and ah. And then she did it again, and it made it even better. It made it better, <laughs> and she was so frustrated and a little bit drunk, and like I get that shit over with. It, <laughs> it was it was <laughs> perfect. It was perfect, and I, I'm honestly I'm not a kind of like Kubrick like director that that likes like that that takes a lot of like creative energy out of suffering but tina was really <laughs> suffering at that point because she oh was yeah frustrated. i was actually. and uh, but it made it really good i have to say like it, it was probably the better recording of mm-hmm. both of really yeah. wow yeah. i couldn't tell anymore yeah. <laughs> oh yeah sure yeah there's this good old uh, german saying where you can't see the forest because of all the trees Exactly,
2: yeah. And it's gone, so there's like no reason to, you know, hover over it because it's gone. No, no, no. no, (laughs) no, no,
1: no.
0: So, uh, Tina, and I'm curious uh, from Johanna's perspective. Did you always know you you knew you were going to use this particular synth? But did you ever think like, oh, maybe I can sneak in a little more musical idea? Or did you Mm -mm. always think no? just to yeah
2: yeah because because it seemed so it seemed so right for the entire movie it just seemed right you know like it fits into the passion of the of the pictures johannes did and of the whole plot it's like Mm -hmm. it needs to be like no mercy it's like (laughs) just go through it like all the way like No flowers, no sunshine, no, mm-hmm. just do it, you know, because that's the reality for tonight's people, right? Yeah. And yeah. this movie is depicting a really hardcore reality. So, why should the sound be different than that?
0: You uh-huh. know, yeah. Why well, try to Why death.
2: doing? I mean, music would just have, have put some kind of like a lame aspect to the whole thing, right? Yeah.
1: That's why I like to work with sadists like Tina.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a sadist. Uh, no, no, uh, no. Nah. A little bit, a little bit, a little, bit yeah. little bit, little bit. Yeah. I okay. mean, it,
0: it, it, my thoughts in watching the film was, man, the people who are who made this movie have no chill when it comes to like you guys did not let up. It doesn't. It does. It's not kind. The the film. No, no,
2: no, no, not at no. all. No, because tinnitus yeah. isn't kind and life isn't kind either. We no. are so kind, that's enough. I mean I mean
1: oh, Tina and I are very kind person and very happy person, exactly. and very, very, very entertaining and very funny people. But I mean if it if it if it doesn't fit with the overall kind of like artistic goal that we set ourselves, then of yeah. course then it's a fail. Yeah, and in yeah. that way I have to say the film I mean, of course, I'm I'm not good in audio stuff. So, like, I'm a very visual person, and uh, uh, I'm, I'm I'm very creative, but I couldn't come up with like a single melody or something like that. So, my 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 musical creativity, I never fostered it. I never I never did anything with it. That's why it's kind of like uh, it kind of withered away, so to speak. But but when I when I heard the sounds that Tina was making and with the mix that Lenya did and everything i said like well this I, this is exactly what i'm what i was looking for so in the end when we were both sitting in uh, uh, in this like really great uh, post production facility in vienna oh. Where where Alenia did the the final mastering and the mixing and everything, so we were sitting there and watching the film 64 together. Sixty four speakers in this yeah. one room. incredible! Like an, like, like like a, a surround, of course, surround of a, sound and everything.
2: Yeah. But and it incredible. looked like the cockpit of a of a spaceship.
1: Right, it was great. It was like yeah, yeah. We were sitting there in our in our own very own space shuttle like watching totally. the film and I was I was so happy watching mm-hmm. it with the sound quality and the images and the new and, and the soundtrack and everything and I said like this is like 99% yeah what I wanted and to do. I and was so I was very so happy. happy
2: that Johannes accepted what I did because I knew it's kind of like you know like quite a chunk to swallow you know mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Because usually people who are like you know making like serious movies for 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 the cinema for theaters, they I guess they expect a soundtrack to happen, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. but as soon as I got the idea of what I want to do, I knew I would not step back. So yeah. if he wouldn't been happier. if he wouldn't been okay with that, I probably would have canceled it. Altogether. <laughs> I, honestly, it, I, I would have been
1: lame. Yeah. I wouldn't I wouldn't have asked you. Like if I if I expected it to be a real music, musical soundtrack, like something yeah. that you would have like in that any other horror film, you know, like something yeah. like, like very melodic and stuff like that. It wouldn't fit the film because mm-hmm. it is a film no, that is at least at trying to depict what's in his brain. And you don't have like a the London Philharmonic Orchestra in your you fucking know. brain. <laughs> so it, it's it's well, not it works. You know?
2: There are situations Sometimes, in- yeah, yes, heard.
1: sometimes. But not Very that guy. Really. That guy, that guy has a lot of stuff in his brain, but not the London Symphonic yeah. Orchestra. <laughs> Those I times
2: like are long lost for him.
1: So, yeah, so I, I knew that, that the protagonist would be based in the U.S. Mm-hmm. And I thought, like, Florida might be a good location for him to be because, I mean, first of all, I know Florida quite well because my parents bought a little condo in Florida, like, 30 years ago. So, I'm so I know every fucking Olive Garden in Central Florida. <laughs> so, so I know I know my way around there. So all oh, the locations, all the people, all the brand names, even the cigarettes and everything. So that is all from Florida. So I I I, I went to Florida, got like three suitcases full of random American <laughs> shit. You know, like glue and pencils. All all weird kind of shit, you know, like uh, grass. I brought grass from from Florida to <laughs> Austria because even the grass looks different in in yeah. in Florida, of course. So I brought all of that to Austria, and then we set up this like Floridian horror chamber in my <clears throat> apartment. So it's a room in my apartment because I knew uh, working with my my uh, DOP Florian with the macro lens and all that stuff. I knew that we would at least need three or four months. And I knew it would work like, you know, (laughs) Florian has like three hours this week and five hours next week and maybe 10 hours next week or something like that. So we shot the whole thing chronologically. And I knew that I couldn't change anything in the room because the moment I it wouldn't have been possible to just like recreate the room and set it up and take it down and set it up. So I said, okay, I create the room and we shoot in that room as long as we need it. And when it's done, it's done. And then we remove all of that stuff. And that's, that's what we did. And uh, uh, so, yeah, so, so we we created our little American room, American horror room in Austria.
0: (laughs) That's Uh, so cool. When did you shoot the film?
1: So it is a pre-COVID thing. So uh-huh. all the people say like, "Hey, wow, this is just, just such a great COVID film—a guy locking himself up in a room and stuff," you know. And uh, no, no. So, so, so we wrote the film in early 2019. Then I did think- a lot of, then I did a lot of, lot of the scout, a lot of the scouting in summer 2019 in Florida, and that's where all got all that, because I already had the. The script and I knew what kind of products he would use and what kind of things he would would do. And then I took all of that stuff to to Austria and then we shot the film I would say mid-October till mid-December 2019. So late 2019. And I wanted to fly to LA to record uh, the, 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 the voiceover with Ethan Haslam. Uh, so we, I, I listened to, like, with Julianne, who is also m- my my co-producer, but she's uh, most of the time a casting agent. So he's, she sent me, like, 300 voices <laughs> of, <laughs> of nerdy actors from L.A. And I listened to all 300 of them, and I oh, immediately wow. kicked out 290 of them. And then there were 10 left. And of the 10 left, there were pretty much only, like, two or three of them That I really liked. And then I ended up with Ethan. And I'm 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 so happy with that voice. So yeah, it is the corp the corporeal side is me. So I am the guy in the film doing that stuff because uh, it was me and Florian, my DOP in the horror chamber, pretty much like all the time alone. Uh, with a little bit of help from from Yasmin, who helped us with some of the animals and all that stuff, and the blood, and some some of the <laughs> assistant work that's that that could also happen quite easily because it was in my apartment. And uh so you see me in the film, uh, but the voice is is Ethan, because I, I needed a very specific voice. Of course, I needed an American voice and uh so that's why there is this strange duality of me, <laughs> me I, <splitting laughs> I i
0: i could sort of get that sense because i had done a little research into the making of the film before watching it though i want to say that i was surprised so i'll get to that in a second but um i i i loved that aspect of the film i i I thought it was really cool. It it just showed me that there was a lot of passion that went into the film. And I, I that made me all the more excited to watch it. Even uh, you mentioned how the, none of the sound was filmed on the set. I, I thought that was a really cool aspect of it. I mean, since the whole movie was based on this sort of sound experience, um, it, 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 seemed fitting that it was all done post so that all the sounds could be maximized and and more or less controlled I I thought that was really cool
1: absolutely yeah, yeah. um
0: a- about the surprise someone sent me just the trailer and and you you might know how many trailers there are specifically I've seen at least two different ones I'm guessing there's at least three different trailers.
1: There are three trailers. Yes, there is the yeah. first trailer I made, which is kind of like a teaser trailer, and it's it's a little bit shorter. And then I made another one, really for the premiere at Fantastic Fest, and for for the run of, uh, for the festival run, pretty much. Yeah, and when Drafthouse Films bought the film and decided to release it, uh, they uh, decided to make and create an entire. New trailer, Mm -hmm. and uh, so I I, strangely I was not involved. Besides, of course, me watching it and giving feedback, but I was not involved in the third trailer, the actual draft house uh, trailer, because some external company did that for them. And but what can I say? I was very happy with it. I mean, if you see the first two trailers that I edited. They are way more mysterious, and they are way more, you know, like kind of like what the fuck is this? They're very artsy in a certain way. The third trailer, the one that you saw, the draft house trailer, is kind of like it's pretty much a straight up horror film trailer because yeah, they of yeah, course wanted yeah. to attract the horror film crowds to watch it. And uh, I wouldn't have done it that way, but I have to say, I'm very pleased with it.
0: <laughs> well, so so I saw that trailer. I, I, I actually just pulled up the old text thread the other day because I wanted to write back to my friend and say, I'm actually getting to interview the director and the person <laughs> who did the score. And he was like, holy shit, I can't believe that. But he sent it to me just kind of like as a, I don't know. Like he was kind of teasing me. Maybe he wanted me to see it, but he he go, he just snuck it into my DMs with no explanation. And my <laughs> okay. only response was "Oh my god." And <laughs> um, the the first trailer I saw didn't actually explicitly say tinnitus was the focus of the film. I know that there's one trailer that zooms in on the little label maker and it's exactly that
1: that's the one that's <laughs> the one that explains a lot. That's the the classic horror film trailer that Draft House made. The, oh, first, okay. the first trailers, they no, no, they don't say it. I think there is there is just no, no, there is I think that the only thing that in the first trailers that I did that kinda gives a hint what's going on is that the guy is doing the John Cage quote and saying like there there oh. never can be there never can be a silence or something yeah. like that so that's the only thing that is a reference to audio or any of that kind in the the first so
0: i so i see that first trailer of course i think they show an exacto knife and then there's the there's that horrifying sample of him reacting to one of his experiments and he like the distressed sound of him sort of yelping in pain or something and um I was like, I don't know what this movie's about. I can guess if it's not Tinnitus, it's like a fictionalized version of Tinnitus. All I know is that I'm not in the right space mentally to watch this movie yet because it's going to scare <laughs> the living shit out of me. <laughs> and so I, I I waited for months to to watch oh, really? it. I was like too wow. scared. Um, wow. And so finally, I was just like, enough waiting around. I've been, My friends have also been trying to get me more and more into horror movies. I used to be really scared of horror movies. <laughs> and I said, you know what, guys, let's do it this weekend. And they were like, are you really? Are you sure you want to watch it? And so, like I said, up until the day we watched it, I didn't know it was actually about tinnitus. So it was kind of like a big surprise. And then when the movie starts up and he... <laughs> And he he uh introduces I've had tinnitus since whatever. I was like, oh my god, like the, I've I've opened up my own worst nightmare. And then <laughs> and then it just went down. It, it it's really incredible. I I I just I am super appreciative of the work that you guys did. <laughs> there are a lot of things there's a lot of things about the movie that I wonder how you could have planned them even if you knew to plan them like yeah. I, I mean i'm sure a, a lot of it was very deliberate but i wonder if we were able to go like if i was able to watch the movie right next to you and pause the movie every time i had a question i feel like a lot of these things are just going to sync up in part because of your hard work and your and your focus and the goal you were going for but some of them just seem to yeah just be so perfect like Oh, they just of course, and yeah, they just fall
1: into places as like a, yeah. A yeah, it, yeah, 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 yeah. That, that's it. I mean, that's yeah. I mean, you can only make a film like that with a certain level. I mean, I would probably not have done the film like ten years ago. You need a certain kind of like. You need to absorb certain things, and you need to 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 get in contact with certain things, and then in this like it's the, the classic way of like being an artist or a creative person, you kind of have to digest your world uh-huh. and, and 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 bring it back to 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 the world. It's a, a, a like one in one in one interview I said is like we're all standing on the shoulder of giants, and sometimes we spit down, you know. Uh-huh. <laughs> There's so many things in there that are true and people resonate with. And at the same time, it's coming from that guy. Like you don't want to get advice from him, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah. True. But it's true. But I mean, I think I think <clears throat> that is something that I, I I also did in my in my new film, Rot's Nest, where you have a very in 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 Rottenest, it's there there are a bunch of of characters, but there's one specifically one asshole, yeah, and <laughs> and and like in in the same like he's 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 not a murderous asshole as in 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 Masking Threshold, but let's make it short. I like to create characters that that you can't agree with, but at the same time you hate them. <laughs> Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. but 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 you can relate to them in their suffering, but at the same time you see like you are just a you f- you're, you're a douchebag, you know like, uh, <laughs> and uh, so so that 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 because the world is not black and white, you know the world is like there there are so many nuances and things and and uh, and yeah, what, what can I say like I I hope I hope that doesn't like I'm I'm not resolving any mass murderers out there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, it, so, it... so but. If anything, I think um, again
0: the part of the movie that that resonated with me this guy who's had tinnitus and in the past has has struggled with it though I'm I'm doing a lot better now for for real. But watching the movie, I took on this like compassionate thing where I, I'm I I found myself saying out loud, uh, much to the amusement of my friends oh buddy no it doesn't have to be like this like me wanting to say to this other guy with tinnitus because we often find it's easier to be more compassionate to someone else than to ourselves right so like you can you can assure your friend it's going to be okay but sometimes you can't do the same thing for yourself
1: I mean it's, it's 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 kind of sad because I think that is, of course, part, of course, of the political dimension of, of, of the film that I put it into the United States of America with just like abysmal, you know, like healthcare system and yeah. uh, and all, all that stuff. And I think, I mean, maybe one phone call or one like nice word from someone could have probably completely changed the direction of the plot in the film. Yeah, mm-hmm. and to a certain degree, I think that is important to remember. It's like it, it doesn't have to end like this.
2: Mm-hmm. There is there, there
1: are ways out there, and and uh, so although it's a very negative film, it's of course it is a cautionary tale about talk to people, don't lock yourself up, don't block the world out. Just like mm-hmm. there's th- 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 even if you believe there's there's no help out there, there is always help out there even if it's only like a nice chat with someone you know yeah. like that, that could change everything
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah
1: well i mean I'm, I'm 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 so glad that you're having us because yeah. uh, i i hope that more people interested in tinnitus or uh because they are suffering from it or they want to learn about it or maybe they now, have now, it now, and they now, don't know, know about the film so it's uh Thank you for helping us spread the word.
0: I yeah. oh my god, I'm telling everyone about it. I I just think <laughs> it's so cool that it exists. It's a really cool art experience um as someone who likes these kinds of movies in the first place, but just for it to hit all the buttons that it does for me, it's it's so cool. So <laughs> thank you. Um I don't know. I, I feel like we did cover a whole bunch and I've, I'm feeling pretty Absolutely. good about this. I mean,
1: honestly, we can talk about that for hours and hours and hours. I just want so yeah.
2: Let's
0: do it. Let's go. Um, <laughs> no, I, I I really loved that I got the opportunity to connect with you guys online and that we're doing this. I super appreciate the time that you're giving me here. But also just thank you so much for making such a badass
1: fucking movie. Yeah. <laughs> Well, thanks to uh, your yeah, yeah. And thank, thanks, Tina, for, for, for helping with her wonderful expertise on mm-hmm. a project that didn't have any money at all. Fuck, shit, my god, Fuck I don't. Money. Want to get,
2: like,
1: uh, yeah, that absolutely. Yeah, like, that's.
2: Uh, I, I sell my cats if I'm. But, really I mean, honestly,
1: many people have asked me. Uh, <laughs> And of course I mean as a filmmaker of course I would like bigger budgets and I would like to be able to uh like experience the possibility of really really paying the people I work with I would like really... the world to be fair not yeah, exactly yeah yeah but honestly I think this film would not exist in this form if there would have been more money for it Yeah there is it, it would not exist because there would have been more money means more interception, you know, more, more, more debate from, from like external debates, more, are you sure you want to do that? Are you sure and you- you always think you have to justify what you're doing. Exactly, exactly. If money is involved. That of course, and that of course changes the product. And because I didn't have a lot of money and because I I was surrounded with a couple of people who were very passionate about the project, I really could do it in a way how I wanted it to do. With my team, with Tina and all the other crazy fuckers, and (laughs) and and so 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 it's really what it should be, and I'm very happy about that. So so in a certain way, not having money, having to do it as an indie production. Was the only way of doing it, I have to say. Yeah. Well, all right, guys. Um, th- th-
0: maybe we should wrap up for today. But I. Uh, so Johannes, you have a new movie out right now. You you pronounce it? It sounds like rat's nest. I see rat's nest. Yeah,
1: it's rat's nest. It's 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 old German. It's like sixteen hundreds German. For rat's nest, yeah, uh-huh. because in <laughs> in uh, in in modern German you wouldn't say rat's nest anymore; you would say rat's nest. Uh-huh. Uh, so it's kind of like a mixture of like old slang and old old German. So it's a uh, it's it's a film that is also very much a, an 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 audio experience, but it's in a different way. It's it's let, let's let's call it it's the it's it's the spiritual it's a spiritual sibling of masking Threshold, but in a completely different way.
0: And uh Tina, you got any other cool stuff in the works? You're working as your as a DJ, what else you got going
2: on? Well, you know, I'm I'm starting now to actually uh, to actually really work or start to work on my on my I sound so stupid and too much the opus magnum, you know, like my my album which I'm gonna produce completely on my own, which is a first for me. And uh, I pretty much do have all the tracks. because you know, like it will be a concept album, you know, like for certain tracks, only using sounds from a certain uh, from a certain part of my life. For instance, uh, I really want to do uh, uh, one track with only MRI sounds. Oh, wow. wow. Absolutely. Wow, nice. Um, and, you know, like, I mean, back in the day, we, we we paid money at the entrance at Flex when when Mertzbo played live, was industrial, and exactly the same as an MRI, right? <laughs> it's
1: exactly
2: the same. It's so great. And also like um, ultrasound, like when you do the carotis te- uh, checks and they turn on the sound, it's unbelievable. I also want to use ultrasound, you know, I like I can't wait I already to found hear all of that stuff.
1: When are, when are you when are you finished with your Opus Magnum?
2: Oh, it will. You know, like I, I give myself at least a year to get all nice. the samples because I'm not going to use any pre-made samples. I'm going to do it all by myself. Yeah. Every sound that's yes. used is going to be recorded by me.
0: You guys nice. are so cool.
1: <laughs> we're just old you know we're, well, we're just old nerds
0: we're,
1: we're all oh, yeah
0: we're all nerds here but the Dude, holy shit it,
2: footna, it's it's actually we are we are uh it's one to one now we have because you out nerded me with the cat filter thing just
1: saying <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah 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 the are, is that tina that tina said we should all have the cat filter from this like cat filter meme where the the lawyer can turn off the cat filter and looks all sad and all the stuff. And I said like, well, that won't work that way because it's like a, it's an old Dell computer firmware from 20 years ago or something like that. No one can use that filter. Mm -hmm. I wonder why no one actually has rebuilt that filter so we can use it because it's Mm -hmm. such a... Is such a prominent meme thing in the meantime yeah but it's filter, actually a so. pretty
2: hard thing to do to put that in the firmware <laughs> of for in of the laptop you would have to
1: to code like for I mean, i'm every, not even saying the firmware uh, but why has no uh, uh, one reproduced yeah. that filter or so because it's because so people are boring uh, <laughs> exactly yeah some people are boring and some people don't have enough time that's uh <laughs>
0: Johannes, Tina, thank you so much for your time today and again for your amazing work behind Masking Threshold. It's so appreciated by me and I hope uh, legions of other folks. I am probably never going to stop spreading the word about this amazing film. Thank you so
1: much. Thank you so
2: much for having us. Thank
0: thank you you so much.
2: Bye-bye. Wiederhören. 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 (laughs) Wiederhören.
0: You know what I'd like to say at a time like this? Golly gee, that was so heckin' nice. Yeah, seriously. I mean, uh, I was wearing my dorky pants for a a solid couple days surrounding the uh, anticipation and completion of this interview here. It was so cool to be able to chat with these folks. I mean... So cool. Could you hear how excited we were? I didn't want the conversation to end. I still don't want it to end. And you know, I mentioned the um How I Got tonight's world tour. I'm serious. I kind of I want to do it. Like, my brother a couple of years back went around the country meeting his Call of Duty team. I mean, I can go around... You know, just post up in different cities, major cities all around the globe and be like, What's up, y'all? It's how I got tonight. Let's say hey. What do you think? Would you show up? Would the good people of Guam show up to say hey? Would uh you know, Finland would they would they represent? Just checking, just checking. Gotta check the demo. Jeez, that that was so nice. I I wish I could, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe I'm going to record a special episode about just tinnitus and how it's represented in media and stuff like that. I kind of want to go into it because this movie had me thinking a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff that couldn't be contained in here. And as a matter of fact, I chopped this conversation down a bit because there were a number of times where I was like, blah 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 blah. let me tell you how much I love your film and uh while it was good I I I felt good I got to say that to Johannes and Tina uh it sometimes seems a little awkward in an interview and I, I I'm starting to realize it's not always the best for conversation but you know what just like my pal Alanis Morissette once said you live you learn okay you cry you learn you So I'm going to end it with that. Me singing Alonis Morissette to you. Hey, thanks so much for tuning in. Have you told your friends and family about how I got tinnitus? No? No good reason to do so? Okay, I'll take it. I believe it. But you know what? You know what would mean a great deal to me? Is if you stopped and took just a a little moment out of your day and, and you just liked or followed or left a review for the show on whatever platform you're streaming. You know the big ones, they like those ratings. We just want to get the word out, folks. We want to get the word out about tinnitus. Um yeah, yeah. and I want to thank you for taking the time to stick through it all and listen to this here interview. It means a whole heckin' lot to me to have you here along with uh all of us here at how I got tonight. It's just kidding. It's just me. But, uh, you know, we're all in this together. Yeah, with me. Okay, we can't be singing all the copyrighted material uh, in the outro. But wouldn't it be sweet to have that clanging, modern, industrial rhythm section at the beginning of Nine Inch Nails? Uh, we're in this together. What's that song called? Ba-goon-goon-goon. goon, goon. Ksh, go-goon, go-goon, goon. Gung, 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 gung. oh that song is so cool okay we're done we're done thanks thanks everyone for being here when uh, i'll see you when i see you and in case i don't good afternoon good evening and good night